Good morning, everybody. Hey, hope everybody's doing well. Had a great weekend as we head into this full first full week of March. And uh, we'll see what the markets are looking like. We had the last couple of days of last week look pretty good. Uh, we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Hey, before we do, though, let's not forget. It's been a little while since I've been with you. So uh, let's not forget that uh, in this world we live, there are very few things that you and I can control. But we can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. And that's why I developed the core retirement design to help you through that process. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. Hey, we like that. We got Dave coming up next. Point seven light FM. That's John Cougar Mellon Camp there. I'm at uh, 70 degrees now. That's good news. Pea soup fog, that's not the good news. We're at 840 now, 20 before 9. Time to check in on your money and find out how your IRA and 401k are treating you. It's a usually quiet Monday. However, Philip Statler is back with us from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today? It is, uh, hey, welcome to the first full week of March. Let's see what it has to to deliver for us. It could be interesting. You were gone for the last couple of days of last week, and I thought maybe filling people in that uh, uh, that a skilled financial advisor does a whole lot of things, and sometimes it's just talking with your peers, and that's how you spent a couple of days at the end of the week last week, didn't you? We do. Um, I, I belong to a mastermind group that meets usually twice a year, and then we have Zoom meetings in between. But, uh, you know, 18 advisors in a room, uh, really working on on issues of, of running a business, customer service, how to do better things for your current clients and uh, and be more efficient and effective. Um, so it's always good to get together and just kind of brainstorm ideas and uh, and, and put together some things that uh, that that make us better advisors and help us do a better job for our clients. Understood. Are your peers banging their heads against the wall with uh, the the way the markets have gone for the last few months, just like the rest of us are? Yeah, they you know they they have their ups and downs as well, um, but most of them are, are doing pretty well with the with the strategies that they put into place. Understood. And that and yeah, that's the, that's the point. Having a strategy and a plan, you insulate yourself from the weirdness of the market the way it is. There have been so many mornings I've opened up the microphone in the morning and said, boy, about the only people that made any money this uh, the last 24 hours anywhere were the people who bought the VIX. It's just one of those times, isn't it? It, it is. It's, you know, the last year, year and a half now have been uh, a little bit uh, tricky to kind of navigate through. But um, you know, it's one of those things you have to do. And, and I would just historically, what hasn't worked that I've seen is kind of buying and holding. And that's what a lot of folks do through this. And um, I, I learned after the 2000 um, bear market that, uh, you know, tactical is what you have to be um, to weather these kinds of storms that we have right now. Understood. I, that And that experience, when you talk all the way back to 2000, one of the reasons why going to an advisor hits, I was giggling with you when you first got on the phone, uh, one of my tip sheets written by decidedly younger people. Uh, the lead in line is, gosh, I think the market has a case of the blahs. What was your first clue, kid? <laughs> Don't we all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a busy week and a busier uh, 
second, you know, kind of second, mostly first full week that we normally would have because the way the month began, we didn't get our usual flood of unemployment information last week like we normally would on the first Friday of the month. So in addition to the stuff that normally gets scheduled during this week, we're going to get a bunch of employment stuff as well, and it's going to kick off the flood of stuff is going to come when Jerome Powell ends up getting hauled before the Senate tomorrow and gets to explain what the heck they're doing. And that's that's entertaining might not be the proper term, but there's definitely going to be some fireworks because neither the Democrats nor the Republicans like what he's doing lately. No, they don't. So that's going to be the, the first thing that happens tomorrow. Um, before that actually hits, though, we got factory orders will come in this afternoon or, or I mean later this morning. Um, mm-hmm. And those are expecting to be down. Uh, at least that's what my numbers are showing. Tomorrow should be interesting because we get wholesale inventories. I'm not so interested about that, but consumer credit comes out tomorrow afternoon and it's expected to more than double what it was last month. And um, that intrigues me because it kind of goes along with what I've been saying that that's how people have been getting along with this inflation is they've been using the credit cards and, and we're talking about, I mean, the expectation is for a uh, about a $14 billion increase in consumer credit. Which is really a bad bellwether to see if it actually goes up that high. I think it was last week or the week before I mentioned that uh, I'm sitting there and I've got pretty decent credit lately. I get one of those pre-approved offers in the mail talking about how because you're so good, we'll get you this really fancy pants credit card. And I noticed the interest rate on the dang thing was up to like 34% if you carried a balance. And I was saying, geez, what would it be like if I had marginal credit? Uh, the credit really? card, yeah, the credit cards rate, the credit card rates respond a lot faster and a lot more cartoonishly much uh, than the mortgage rates do. We're talking about 6% mortgages. But, uh, you know, if you can find a credit card with a 20% carried rate on it these days, you're actually doing awful doggone well because those, those rates just skyrocketed with the interest rate. Absolutely did. Right. They did. And so and so that number to me is going to be telling as to, uh, you know, to show how people have really survived through this inflationary period. Exactly. And the problem is you carry a credit card balance with those interest rates going up. Uh, the odds are you're not going to survive if you depend on that for long because uh, the uh, carrying costs have just gotten utterly obscene. Uh, Friday was a pretty doggone good day and a surprisingly good one, as a matter of fact. By the time we were done, the Dow was up by 387. Standard & Poor's was up by 64. NASDAQ was up almost a full 2% of 226 points. Was it it just bargain hunting, according to your read, or, or was something else going on that actually gave us reason to be optimistic? Everything pretty much was an even climb through the day. There weren't any shock value numbers that had big upticks. Yeah, I, I mean, I did not see anything come across any of the tickers that I watch or any of the news sources that gave me any reason for uh, for the optimism we saw on Friday. My read was just kind of after we've been kicking people where it really hurts the most over the last uh, week and a half or so before that, finally a whole bunch of uh, computer traders and individuals found some bargains that they thought were undervalued and just bought them. So we had a kind of an adjustment upward on Friday. It's looking kind of quiet today, and I'm kind of sensing some uh, tentativeness ahead of the uh, flood of reports we're going to get this week. But I, I know a lot of the uh, traded issues, well, without reporting today, 
today to speak of. We got a whole bunch of guidance changes and re-ratings coming out of the market that are kind of of interest, aren't they? Well, we've got a couple things that are happening right now. I mean, the markets are gradually moving up right now based on uh, what you're seeing on the delayed quotes. They're almost double what you're seeing there um, to the upside, which is which is good news. Uh, looking at it, you're right. There's no really earnings out right now, but we do have um, the home builder market is probably getting hit the the hardest right now. They're getting some some downgrades. Uh, mm. J.P. Morgan downgraded KB Homes, um, and it was a double downgrade, which is not good. Um, they they went from uh, overweight to underweight, um, and so they are uh, they're trading down about two percent based on that information and. You know, J.P. Morgan, they're, I mean, I guess they must be really looking at the home builders because then they went out to D.R. Horton, another home builder, and uh, they downgraded them from from uh, overweight to neutral and uh, and affected their pricing as well today. Uh, they're trading, let's see, let's see where they're trading here. They're trading down oh, about nine-tenths of a percent right now. So both of those downgrades are, are really affecting the home builder market. I was trying to and see. If if I, go ahead. I was going to say, if I remember correctly, uh, the uh, home builder publicly traded companies, the reports that we had from last quarter really weren't all that bad, but we got the traditional marginal guidance and don't expect great things this year out of them. But their past performance indicates they they can make money even in a, even in a declining market. So a double downgrade is really a surprise. Well, it is, and it, I think it's got to do with maybe some market share. Obviously, interest rates going up is not helping mm -hmm. that industry um, as well. So the other one I have for you, though, uh, I don't know if it was really an upgrade or downgrade, but Goldman Sachs, which this is kind of curious to me, they, they initiated coverage um, of Apple. So I guess they hadn't really been covering Apple. I thought everybody covered Apple, but but I guess not. That was, that was my first reaction when I saw it hit my stock ticker. What do you mean they're just starting now? They hadn't noticed Apple before? They put a buy rating on it, and uh, and they expected price target, they're saying, of $199 a share, uh, which would be more than 30% above where it is right now. And so, uh, you know, Apple's getting probably a little bit of a push from that this morning because you got people out there now buying based on Goldman Sachs recommendations. So yeah, they're up almost 1.9% this morning. Cool. I, I got to believe that there's a lot of bargains to be found in the, uh, in the tech stocks right now, because they've really fallen out of favor on a short-term basis. And I, I don't think we're going to be getting out of the computer business anytime soon. Nah, I don't think so either. I mean, I think tech is here to stay, Dave. I expect so too, which which kind of means when the when the whole sector falls out of favor, there are bargains to be found there, and Apple being the big kahuna of the bunch probably is the poster child for that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, them, you know, Google, all that that whole group of um, fang stocks definitely will uh, have, have been beat up quite a bit this this uh, well last half of la last year and this year. Understood. So just to uh, get get the week together again, I'm going to assume that means we're going to have like this week is going to act like last week should have been. ADP comes out with the private sector on Wednesday, first time claims on Thursday, and then the big kahuna number uh, for the overall unemployment rate on Friday. Any changes from that that we can expect? Nope. That's what I'm looking at right here is uh, right. exactly that. 
It's going to be a busy week. Resetting the table up day on Friday, surprisingly so, with no particular news-based reason why. 45 minutes before we open, you're alluding to the fact that things are actually getting a little bit better from my delayed quotes. How are we doing 45 minutes before the opening? Well, actually, they've kind of oscillated back down to pretty close to where your delayed quote is right now. We got the Dow um, right now at about $50, which is in between a tenth and two tenths of a percent up. S&P 500 is up a quarter of a percent, and the uh, NASDAQ 100 is up a little over four tenths of a percent this morning. On the other side, we've got silver basically flat right now, gold up a little over a tenth of a percent, and crude oil is down one point, almost 1.2 percent, but it's still up a lot higher than where it was when I left on, uh, on Wednesday, Dave. It's at $78.76 a barrel. I think it's fractionally up over where it was on Friday when I gave the numbers as well. Been the low 78s, as I recall, but it's not a sea change type of difference from then. We're pretty well flat comparatively. Overseas markets mixed bag in the Asian rim. The Hong Kong index was up fractionally. Chinese mainland index was down fractionally at 6 a.m. this morning. And I'm talking about very small fractions here. European markets, the uh, mainland German and French markets are up by the better part of a half a percent halfway through their day. British markets are off by about a half. So I really don't have a direction overseas either this morning. Jay, you communicate with the other advisors around the country. You keep your trading up. If you want up-to-the-minute information and up-to-the-minute guidance as far as how to make a retirement plan, hold, stick, and actually take effect, I need to talk to you. How do I find you on the phone to get an appointment, Philip? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037. That's one of the reasons all this all this ups and downs that we're seeing right now, the closer folks get to retirement, the more important it is to level those things out and to be prepared for a downturn before you retire. That's why I developed the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And the two of us back together again tomorrow about the same time, maybe with some rumors as to what Powell is likely to tell the Senate tomorrow, right? Well, there won't be much else. We're going to have to be looking for rumors and upgrades and downgrades because I don't think there's much in the way of earnings coming. I'll pick up a couple of supermarket tabloids. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one, sir. I'll see you All then. right, man. Talk to you tomorrow. Be well. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, remember that uh, the closer you get to retirement, the more risk plays a vital role. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Let's find out how much risk you have hiding in your portfolio. And then, uh, hey, join us again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.